Welcome to the Animation Industry Podcast. My name is Terry, and I always put hot chocolate mix in my coffee. This chat is with short filmmaker Alexandra Ramirez, who shares her insights into short film storytelling as through her Oscar contending short film, Tie, which is about a female soul and a male soul who learn not to hide their unique qualities by coming together. In our chat, Alexandra is going to share how she makes each moment impactful, how she received funding to make the film, the collective of directors called BAP that collaborated to complete the animation, and the process of physically hand drawing and using TV paint to create each individual frame. And speaking of TV paint, this episode is actually sponsored by my friends over at the massively popular animation platform, TV Paint. Created in 1991 by Werve Adam, TV Paint was developed to create digital 2D animations as closely as possible to hand-drawn animation and make it accessible to everyone. Now used by artists, animation schools, and major film studios all over the world, including Cartoon Saloon, who used it to create their feature film Wolfwalkers, TV Paint has many powerful tools that can imitate real-life painting and drawing techniques like gouache, watercolor, pencil, and more. So if you'd like to try TV Paint for yourself, head on over to tvpaint.com to begin your free trial now. Now, without further ado, let's just jump into the chat. Hi, Alexandra. How are you doing? Hi, Terry. Good. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I'm really excited to chat. Um, so your film, uh, Ty, or in brackets, Elo, I, I gave it a watch and it's absolutely beautiful. And I want you to tell me uh, what it's all about, what's, what's going on with it. And I, I'm... Also, my biggest question, sorry, I guess, is did you did you draw it all in chalk? Uh, no, this is like a, a normal pencil. Okay. Graphite powder. It's a powder. And I do it like uh, in black, but afterwards I inverted digitally, you know? Oh, I wow. photographed the drawings. So I need to think in in opposite, in negative. Uh so it's it's a good exercise for the eyes and the, for the mind to try to invert everything because uh, if suddenly I start to draw the teeth and I don't paint it in black when I invert the teeth will be black you know so I need yeah. it's like printmaking some types of printmaking you have to invert the colors to make the image have some sense. What was the Indeed. what was the choice to do it um, hand drawn instead of digitally? Because you know there's programs like that you can mimic real life, I guess. So why did you choose to do it in in the graphite? Uh, actually, the previous film that I did I did with a friend. It's a it's a co-directed film which calls Aguamolo. That one uh, we painted digitally, but in this one I tried. But the time that I spent to try to get the same texture and the same vibrance and the, the same types of lines, uh, I didn't got uh, any results that pleased me, <laughs> me and my team. Uh, and so I decided to do by hand because in the previous film, it was kind of funny because it was uh, uh, um, based on a printmaking technique which calls dry point. And I wanted, oh, I want to make the, the, that look of dry point because it helps to feel the texture that we want to the to the film. And we spent months to get a brush that uh, really replies the the kind of a stroke of the dry point technique. 
and we got it. But suddenly we thought, okay, let's try to do it in really a printmaking uh, work, like uh, frame by frame, we print each frame and just 40 seconds of the film. And we spent the same time. <laughs> so at the end, um, we've, we felt that that the to use sometimes the digital it helps and it improves and make it faster but depends on not what you want and uh, in this case we we felt that uh, really worse to do it on paper actually the animation was digitally like frame by frame on tv paint but afterwards we print each frame and we do it like with pencils on paper uh -huh. Ah, so you used TV paint as uh, to animate it all, and then you printed it and then colored it in. Oh, wow, that that's, I mean, for me, just hearing that process sounds insane, but watching the film, it definitely paid <laughs> off. It's got a, it's got a very beautiful look and feel that feels very unique to, to other things as well. Because those types of fingerprints and the, I don't know if you feel that it makes like a kind of a glow around the lines and yeah. the, uh, you can have that digitally, but in my point of view, I can feel that it's different and I, I don't get into so much the, the drawing uh, when it's real and when it's digital. And some films make sense, but in this one, I, uh, I really want to make it by hand. <laughs> so tell me, tell me a little bit about the film, uh, the, the, the kind of the message that you were portraying, maybe what's about a little bit without giving away too much. And maybe who, who did you make it for as well? Um, that's, that's three questions. Okay, let's start with that. <laughs> what's the film? Lie, tell me lie. about the film. What's the film about? Uh, well, something that I really like in, in this film, um, that it happens a lot more than the other films that I work or what, that I directed before, uh, it's the, that the theme is not obvious. And it's, uh, it's a, a kind of a game that I like to play with the audience, because each person that sees the film uh, projects themselves or their, their way of seeing the world on the film. So it's really beautiful uh, when people see the film, uh, when people get to me and say, oh, so uh, nice this film about um, uh, transgender issues because it, afterwards they become just one with two genders. And it's something that it makes me a lot of sense. But in my point of view, it, it wasn't, my intention, my intention, it's how far you should go when you want to adapt to someone or to an environment or to a political system or to uh, nature around. You always need to work and try to match uh, in order to get to an end, I think, to a point of view or, or something. And I, f I feel that a lot in my life. When I co-direct films, I need to I need to work a lot in the relationships with the team, with the the, the other person that I co-direct, in my family, in my uh, daily life, in uh, my point of view, in a political way. Uh, try to understand how the dialogue that it's possible to to make my point of view understandable and this effort to adapt 
I think it's a kind of a balance that we are always looking for. And sometimes we need to use masks to, 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 to seem someone that we are not uh, to make it fit. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so this is a kind of things that I'm, it's not quite easy to put in words, but if I have to put in one word, the theme for me, it's about adaptation or three words, cooperation <laughs> and love. Actually, it because it's uh, love is in on everything. I think yeah, yeah. more present or less present, it's always there, and uh, and these three things guide my way of seeing the world. And uh, even if you think in the transgender theme, that some people see this film as a transgender uh, theme. The, the 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 need to adapt is really strong so it's really normal that people see that on the film so yeah that's it the film is about adaptation <laughs> so to say did yeah. you start off with this idea of adaptation and cooperative cooperation and love and then build the film around that or did you already have the story in mind because one big question i have that relates to what i'm I guess I need to explain myself a little bit, but um, so, you know, I'm in animation school. I learn a lot about animation storytelling and the traditional way is, you know, the hero's journey, act one, two, three, the golden chalice, the mentor, et cetera. But your film, it's much more of a metaphorical story and it's 11 minutes long and it's engaging the whole way through, but there's none of that traditional storytelling, as, mm -hmm. at least as far as I can tell, infused in it, but you're still telling a very beautiful story that follows a narrative. So how how did you build out this narrative? Did you start with I want to I want to do something with adaptation and then follow a formula, or did, did it just play out in your mind as you? I guess I'm being kind of vague. I feel like <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, it's it's really nice to to hear that and and make me think about that because sometimes it's not so conscious. But for example, I, I never I never learned storytelling. My graduation, it's not in uh, animation or in cinema or in uh, storytelling or in scripts. I, I don't um, have those bases. Uh, my graduation is in painting. <laughs> and then in painting, I think sometimes people try to condense a lot of information or a lot of forms of expression in one image. Uh, and I think it started more through one image. And afterwards I started to fold it up and understand how can I make everything to get to this image. Hmm. And the image itself, it was the girl on the piggybacks of, of the guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, piggybacks? Yeah, 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 piggybacking, yeah. Okay. Um, because I was reading a book and the idea of adaptation and all of that is always present in, in, in my, way of seeing the world so it's it's always there and i was reading uh, a book that uh, they were talking about uh, a, a, a people a group of people that they have a really small head and the really big bodies and they use masks to cover their head and they were really dummy and they hide their dumbiness <laughs> with the masks uh, and I kind of like how bizarre th this character was, um, but some uh, some parts of the things that, of the description of this character I didn't uh, uh, like. Mm. 
for example, the thing of, okay, people with a small head, it's dummy people, or for example, you know, when people say, oh, I see that guy wasn't a good guy because he, their eyes were really small. <laughs> when you try to make it fit like physical issues with uh, psychological issues. So uh, I try, okay, I will build my own character and let me try to sing this character in my own way. And I try to draw the character and then I start to make uh, something that adapts to him. Uh, and I create her, the, the character, the girl character. And I started that the, both images and then I start to <laughs> to create more images uh, and and uh, put a lot of references about the things that I was reading at the time that I studied that I I, I can really explain each detail where I where did I took it from, but I think it's a, a, so long, you, it would be a long conversation. Yeah. So you started with a very strong ending and then figured out the rest to get there. I guess the one more question I have about kind of your narrative is, you know, it's 11 minute long film and sometimes we're just looking at a picture of a dog, uh, what's animated obviously, or a bird in the sky. And for me, like I have a hard time making 20 seconds engaging, but like I was engaged the entire way through no matter what you were showing me. So how, what is, what do you do to make sure that every moment stands out and is engaging um, instead of, you know, when you watch something and you feel like, why is this scene here? Or is this boring? Like, I didn't get any of that in your film. So how do you make, what are your tricks to make things engaging throughout? Well, good question, because I don't know, how to <laughs> okay. but I will, I will find I think one of the things that I took some advantage is like, the image itself, it's not the usual one. It's not that digital drawing with the plain colors. Uh, you can stand in front of a drawing or a painting in a museum uh, for 20 seconds. Uh, and if you add movement to the painting, for example, if it's a, a small painting that it's moving, I think you can stand 20 seconds and it's not so hard. So I tried to make the, the things as a, those kind of those shots uh, make it fit on the narrative, but also uh, have some space to be contemplative. Uh, they are not telling anything about the story itself, but the, it plays more with symbols, and you have time to look to that uh, and and try to to. How can I say? Enjoy the technique and the drawing itself, and uh, uh, rather do, than have to to say always everything in each shot. We don't need. I think some because it makes you feel. It puts you on in a mood. If you see the birds uh, flying like in a eight shape, uh, you can get you can get a bit hypnotized, and then you are more prepared to the next shot that it's. Uh, it's more surprising, you know? So I think this kind of games, I had a lot of time to think about it because we took uh, one year enough to do it uh, in 11 minutes. So I was always playing with the, the order of the shots and trying to understand how much time 
we can spend here rather than here and uh, and that's it <laughs> refinement so you you also said you are not a traditionally trained animator um and then you've made animation films and you're part of a collective now uh how did you study animation or was it just on your own did you did you do it uh you know through schools or or classes or whatnot Actually, I, I, I studied painting, as I told you, mm -hmm. and there was uh, some, uh, how can I say, some classes that I took at the same time about animation, hand-drawn animation and uh, stop-motion animation. And I was taking it at the same time, but uh, really simple, really technical. No one uh, said to me that, okay, now you have to make a film after that. It was just more technical things. And uh, I started to work in a, a company, uh, uh, animation studios, that the, the, the teacher of one of these courses uh, was the owner of one uh, animation company. And I started there, but I, I think in the place that I learn more is working with other people. When I talking about uh, the studio, that it's our cooperative, that we are a group of directors that work in each other's films, the possibility to work in such a different, um, how can I say, aesthetics and uh, ways of viewing animation, of understanding animation, I think it makes me grow a, a lot and and to one it, it wants me to make my own way of animation of seeing animation nice. but technically I, I i learned a lot with uh, my colleagues friends uh, this group bop, bop animation people <laughs> gotcha. so but, so oh yeah. so you're working in an animation studio and uh as many people are, and you have an idea for a film, you know, this is your second film, obviously. We have an idea for this film. What, how do you pitch this idea? It's an 11 minute film that you're doing in a very unique style, telling a very unique story. How do you pitch this idea to get trust from other people, um, however you got it funded, to give you money, to give you the time, to give you the resources and the team to create a film like this? Um, yeah, actually, we, we are a small group of people uh, at least until now, <laughs> and uh, and we have uh, some uh, fundings for animation. And is this the studio that your um, teacher owns, or is this the collective? Oh no, this is a collective. Okay. The collective that the that one was a long time ago. Gotcha. And yeah, after that we started the collective in a different city. It's uh, it's not related to that first place. Um, I forgot. So you I started a collective and then you pitched, you pitched this ah, idea to, to the collective and they said, sure, let's do this. And then, and then it happens, I guess. <laughs> Money comes in somehow. People say, sure. <laughs> you hire people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I, I, I went to the, this studio, like the, the collective uh, studio, mm -hmm. uh, and I started to work to other people's films. And then mm, uh, me and Laura, a friend of mine, we propose a project together and we apply to the fundings because we have uh, fundings to, to make uh, short films in, in Portugal, in Europe, in, in uh, several countries, you have that. 
Uh, and to apply to that, you need uh, some things like a script, uh, one minute of the storyboard, the visuals, the intentions of the director, uh, your needs. And then you have a, a jury uh, that uh, see, okay, we have this amount of money and we will give to this project, this project and this project. Uh, and we have the help to each other to build this uh, presentation. Mm. Uh, and then we, me and Laura, my friend, we did the, that first film, Agumol. And after that, people start to know our work. And uh, uh, I have this idea that I want to direct uh, just myself because I think it's more a personal film. Um, and, uh, and that's it. We wrote uh, a script a complete script for 11 seconds. It was uh, almost everything there on the script. And uh, I show the visuals that you see on the film. It's pretty much similar in this case. Sometimes you show an idea and when you make it, it's really different. But uh, in, the in the case of Eldu, the things were, uh, were almost the same <laughs> the, the beginning until the end, the, 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 the visuals nice. and the scripts. So it, it was a strong idea built from the start. And I love that you have kind of this collective to get feedback and work together. But I'm also wondering, you know, the, the governing body who gives out the funding from the Portugal government, they must be getting tons of applications from different filmmakers. What do you think um, made your application stand out? When you were creating it, were you saying to yourself, like, this, this unique thing I'm putting in is going to get funding like how confident did you feel and what do you think the unique thing was that made it stand out versus other films well the thing that i think it makes is uh, it's it's because it's authentic it, well it's it's it seems like a self-compliment <laughs> which is really strange but uh i wasn't trying to please anyone you know and Good. when when you are well, at least me, when I was in the university, in my the college and all of that, you are always wanting to please the, the teachers, your colleagues, the industry, the work. And it's when you finish the college, it's the college and the university. It's, it's uh, for me, it was really, really hard to, to start to think, okay, now who I, who I need to please. Uh. <laughs> Uh, and I think, and, and, and I work always to try to get away to that idea that I need to please someone. And I was really confident in, in this project because I, I felt that it, in the first time I, I felt that I, I, this is my vision. If the jury doesn't like, it's just me, they don't need to like me. <laughs> uh, and the, and, and that's it. So it was the, the, the only reason it, that it makes me put some uh, all of this energy is, well, I think it's because it was a, 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 a true project. I don't know. I don't know. Explain this. <laughs> no, I like that a lot. It's you, you were digging inside of yourself to create a, create something that you saw a vision for, and you weren't trying to say, 
what do what do the jury want to see? What's done well in the past, et cetera. That makes a lot of sense. What happened? What do you think would have happened if the juries uh, rejected your application? Would you still have made the film? Well, um, I would make a, a book. Hmm. <laughs> because, a book. Yeah, because I, I, I built a story based on images. And yeah. This film is about that. It was, uh, and, and uh, well, the only thing is a film, it's really, really expensive. And this would just would just be possible with uh, with money. Otherwise, uh, I, would, I would need to get a, a rich husband that pay me everything <laughs> for 10 years and I would do it alone. If you're listening so, to this podcast and you're rich and single, <laughs> come yeah. back. <laughs> So she can make more films. <laughs> so, so, well, yeah, that's, uh, I think that's really interesting that you had such a strong idea that you were going to make something of it anyways in uh, a different medium. That's that's amazing instead of kind of shelving it and, and putting it away. Yeah, yeah the, because uh, it, won't, it wouldn't be a film like it is, it would be other thing. Yeah. But this was something that I want to do. It's my the drawings that I want to do, the vision that I want to, to tell. I, I don't know. And if they don't like, because there is that, obviously, when you apply, you always know that people might not like your stuff. A lot of people don't like yeah. this film. <laughs> well, congratulations on getting the funding and, and the film produced and getting in festivals and everything now. That's amazing. So let me ask you, what is what is success for you with, with what this idea has become? Because you said you're going to produce it regardless in a medium that can make sense. So what, what is a measure of success for you? Uh, to with, with the film or with the idea that you, you made the film into? Well, my idea of success is, um, is being happy with what I've done. <laughs> and uh, to feel that, uh, um, how can I say? <laughs> to feel that uh, the work that I'm doing pleased me and the ones that are, that are doing it with me. <laughs> uh, this is if, if if this happens, I'm really happy, and it's okay. If it has to be a book, it's a book. It has to be. It can be a film because it was thought to be a film. It's okay. I, I'm not sure if this was your. Yeah, it's 100% what I was asking, and I I love that answer. You know, success is different for different people. Some people, when they make a film, they make it for a specific audience, and if it connects with that audience, that's success for them. And some people, you know, they want to win awards and things like that. And and uh, for you, at least what I what I interpreted is that you wanted to be proud of what you were creating and to have the people who are creating it enjoy the process just as much as you are in that success. And honestly, that that that's amazing. I love that a lot. Yeah, because sometimes people say to me, okay, but you would uh, earn more money if you do it in, the, uh, in a different way. You can do it cheaper and mm. you can get more money for you. And this is kind of things that you can uh, easily listen from the others. But if I want to be rich, I won't be an animator, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. for sure. <laughs> uh, so I'm I'm really happy to to be able to to make films. It's it's an in, an incredible journey, a collective journey, uh, in my right. point of view, because not for everyone. Uh, that I I like to do it uh, with more people. 
and this is life <laughs> relation with people doing what we want i never be rich i never have will have a big house and a big car and a, a big bank account but uh, i will have uh, things that i'm proud uh, artworks at least yeah. i hope so <laughs> well i think that's i think that's incredible and and you're right a lot of people try to push those ideas into art a lot of, you know, the business side and making more money. And, and maybe if you chose to do those things, you wouldn't be as happy with and proud of the results otherwise. So I think that's, it sounds to me like that's, that's perfect. <laughs> so um, now that this film is, is done and it's, you know, it's getting some attention, which I think is great. Hopefully I can bring a little bit of attention to it as well. Um, I very much enjoyed it. What are you, are you full-time at the collective now? Or are you going back to animation? Like what is your, what is, what are next steps for you? Well, uh, now I'm working on other directors film, as I told you before in a collective, in our collective, uh, we work like that. But I also have some projects in mind. One of them already got funding, which oh, wow. is the documentary, uh, because the previous one was a documentary, Elu is a fiction. And the next one will be a documentary as well. And uh, when I work in documentary, I work with my friend, Laura Gonçalves. Uh, and um, so the next film will be with her. And I have some projects that I need to get more funding as well, but in this group we also are producers by our, by ourselves and uh, so i'm also to trying to produce uh, the possibility to 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 make uh, uh, more types of work i would like to make a series and i will try to understand if it's something that it really makes sense to me so i need to develop a bit more and uh, is what i'm saying i'm working in a painting some um, a part of a film of uh, the director of the studio and uh, after that I will direct again but with Laura yeah wow. you have many so many hats but I guess that's what it's like working in a cooperative which I also think is is really cool that you you work in such an environment and get to work on so many different projects and I think it's, it's nice because you work in the several areas of the production of the film and when mm -hmm. you when we, you direct, you all had already can have a, a, a more a zoom out, <laughs> you know, and you can understand. Okay, I understand what uh, the painting team is is uh, is into now with this film because I've I've been on that place too, and okay, I understand the producer because sometimes I also I'm also a producer. I understand the director when I'm a team because sometimes I also a director. So uh, it's a good training to understand it, all the people <laughs> if we work in the different stages of the production. Nice, yeah. nice. I, I think that's really cool. Is there, as we're, as we're kind of wrapping up here, is there anything else you wanted to share about your experience or your journey or advice for others who are looking to produce short films themselves? Well, I'm, I just have to say that I'm really happy to show these types of films uh, and be able to do it in, uh, in the other side of the ocean, you know, because it's, it's a completely different type of audience. And, uh, and to feel that the, f the film 
can do that journey that I'm not able to do it now for obvious reason. <laughs> it pleased me a lot to feel that to under to to feel that people see the film on that side of the world. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool, and that's kind of the beauty of animation, is especially with yours, because there's no there's no language in it. It's just yeah. it's just visuals and uh, sound. So that's kind of the beauty of animation. You connect with so many people around the world in a way that you might not be able to otherwise. Well, thank you so much, Alexandra, for coming on. It's been a lovely chat to hear all about how you made uh, Elo or Thai. And uh, thanks for sharing your journey and your advice and all the cool stuff in between. Yeah, and thank you, Terry, for your lovely guidelines and questions and all of that. I really appreciate it. It was really nice. <laughs> oh, nice. That's, that's good to hear. And you're welcome. And thank you. And if you're listening and you want to follow Alexandra's work or uh, get in touch with her or follow the film, I will include links to do so in the description of this chat. And that is all for now. Thank you so much for listening. Okay, bye. The music for this podcast was composed by Will Farmer and the graphics by Daniel Abensauer. I encourage you to look them up if you enjoyed their work. 